What's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ K-Dove here, host of the Queen of the Trap podcast. Shout out to my team, Fitted Cap Low Movement. Make sure you go check me out on all outlets at DJ K-Dove and Queen of the Trap podcast. But also make sure you check out Anchor.fm. It is the number one distribution app to put all of your podcasts on all of the platforms you can imagine. So DJ K-Dove told you first, Go check out anchor.fm and go check me out at DJK Dev, Queen of the Trap Podcast, Fitted Cap Low Movement on all platforms right now. You are now tuned in. Let's go to the Queen of the Trap Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Queen of the Trap Podcast. I'm your host, K-Dev, and today, my special guest, we have DJ Tone in the building. What's up, DJ Tone? What's going on, everybody? How are you today? How's everything? I'm good. good. 100%. Feeling good. Feeling great. How was your night last night? Last night was crazy. It was crazy. (laughs) Didn't get home till uh, 12 o'clock, huh? Relax. Had the video shoot. Oh, yes, that's right. We're going to get yeah. into talking about your music in a little while as well, because Tone's yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. If you haven't tuned in, definitely go tune into his Instagram, uh, DJ underscore, t- no, experience. DJ. Yeah, DJ under- underscore experience. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. And Tone Island um, parties, definitely go tune in. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to Tone today. I'm actually so excited for this interview. I prepared a lot for this um, mm-hmm. because we did have a um, an interview on the Hip Hop Buffet, but I never mm-hmm. got to interview you one-on-one. So I'm yeah. actually very excited about this. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, Tone is literally running Long Island right now when it comes to DJ. I appreciate that. <laughs> he's also an yeah. artist. Um, he's also an activist, I will say, because you've been so involved with these Black Lives Matter movements, running the movements, um, and the protests. And also, you do a lot for your community. You're a basketball player. You throw the illest parties. So... These are all the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, I actually met DJ Tone back in 2016 um, yeah. at my home away from home, which is Napper Tandy's. Yeah. Um, I think, no, nah, no, nah, it was, it was 18, actually. It was 18? Yeah, yeah, it was 18. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was, like, earlier than that. Maybe yeah, you're right. 18. I mean. Yeah, it was. Because I didn't start DJing until 17, and. It was like a year after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to get into that, too, because I want to know all about how you started DJing. But I met Tone at Nappers, and um, he was sitting next to Danja. And I was like, and if you don't know who Danja is, YDJIC, go check him out. Um, he DJs Napper Tandy's. Uh, well, he was DJing Napper Tandy's Wednesdays and yeah, Fridays. But I was lit. But New York is kind of shut down right now, so we don't yeah, get to have too much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I met him there, and he was sitting down with his laptop, and I'm like, Danger, who is this kid? I was like, is he trying to be a DJ too? And he was like, yeah, yeah I'm no, helping no. him out with a lot of things. And then like, I went up to you, and not even knowing you, and I was like, if you're not a good DJ, I'll never respect you. But yeah, you no. fully gained my respect and i support everything that you're doing i've went to a ton of your parties and stuff like that Mm. um so my first question for you is 
who was Tony before he became DJ Tone? Hmm. Um, our gospel rapper. Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> know that. gospel rapper. Um, I went to church. I went to church like really, like a lot, like a lot. I'm talking about like every weekend with the church. I was really involved in the church and then I was a basketball player. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And before that, go- I was like really into school and stuff like that. Do you like, go to the, the um, same church as Cody? Um, I used to go to his church, but, um, um, his church, uh, what happened was he like started having outside service and I didn't want to go to the outside service. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I just don't, I don't like that. I just like being inside. I don't like the bugs and stuff in my face and, you know. Yeah, no, nobody wants to sit in a service. It's uncomfortable. Especially if it's like hot outside and freezing. But it's like his church family, so it's not really my church family. But okay. um, at my church family, like we used to do the same thing. But um, you know, I had a lot of church families, but I had this one church family that was actually like my family, and I was going there for a while too, like all throughout high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, nice. and if you don't know who um Cody is, that's Ace. He's also a bouncer at Nappers. Um, yeah. he's also a security guard. Uh huh. Tone security. Uh-huh. He holds it down. <laughs> yeah, all the time. One hundred percent. Always holding it down. 100%. Well, what was your, how did you become a DJ? Um, I became a DJ by an accident. Um, accident. One time somebody asked me to DJ because they knew I knew music. So they was like, oh yeah, we just need you to play music off your laptop. We got speakers, like just connect your laptop to it. And I was just on YouTube, like turning one song down, turning the next song up. And then um, I had like a vinyl that I bought the day before. And I connected the vinyl with like two RCAs. I knew my wiring. That was the okay. crazy part. So I had an RCA in there, and then I plugged it into one of the speakers, and then I had the laptop plugged in with an aux into the other speaker. So, like, but I had to connect everything together. So I connected everything together. So it was still going off of both speakers and all of that. And I didn't really know, but I knew, you know. Yeah. And then when I got that down, I was like, I bet. So every single time I had to like transition a song, all I would do was just do baby scratches, like that's what I'm currently doing yeah. right now because I yeah. Just, yeah. I had to learn my baby scratching, and um, you know, it was just an experience. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm probably never gonna DJ again. <laughs> so then, um, like a few months after that, um, my friend. That's not my friend anymore, but he asked me, he was like, yo, like, you want to DJ at um, one of our parties? Because I know, you know, like, newer music. And he was like, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, I'll be down. Like, yeah, I'm down to do that. And he was like, all right, bet. Well, tonight, let's do it. And I was like, all right, bet. So I went in my house, downloaded Mad Music on my computer. I'm just like, all right, I got to get all the little Uzi. I got to get all the Kodak Black. It was 2017 summer. So it was mostly, like, Lil Uzi, 21 Savage, um... Travis Scott, like, it was just all of that lit shit that was, like, Turn Up, X, um, Kodak, like, all of that. So I had to download all that, and then I then I started thinking about different genres. I'm like, wait, hold on, it's not just rap. There's rap, there's Jersey Club, there's reggae. I was like, damn, I got a lot of music to download. But I only got to download, like, 100 songs that night. DJ did good, party got shut down. And I was just thinking, like, wow, like... I can keep going with this. Like, I if can. I could keep downloading music, I could keep going with it. And, like, the only thing that really kept me going was, like, at the end of the party, everybody was, like, just chanting my name because this one DJ, like, he did bad, and um, they wanted me to get back on. He was, like, the main DJ, but they wanted me to get on. So, like, everybody didn't like him because he kept playing, like, old school music. 
Yeah. You wouldn't play any new school music. So out of nowhere, it's just everybody's just screaming out my name, like, DJ Tone, DJ Tone. I was like, oh, that's OD. And I just started jumping and, like, getting everybody lit. I was like, no, you better get this shit lit again. Just come inside. Everybody come inside. I'm about to DJ inside. And then the other DJ was like, nah, I'm taking my stuff. I'm leaving. Oh, shit. There you go. That's awesome. What was your first set of uh, DJ equipment that you used? Um, And your first... Uh, the DJ purchased. Yeah, the DJ that um that uh that uh was on top of me at the time that um uh, was the head DJ and I was like the DJ under him. Yeah. Um, I bought his equipment. Oh, okay. Cause he like stopped DJing. He like went full artist. You took like, this man. <laughs> you took this man's career. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you went to the same school. <gasps> what, uh, same grade. Is this the same person we were talking about when it um when we were talking on the hip hop buffet? Uh, I probably I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, but probably the same person. Yeah, yeah. But oh, he man. uh that was, it was funny because like Stealing he never used to let me use his stuff. Like never. Like would never let me use his stuff at all. And then like every time I asked him, he would be like, Yeah, I need like two hundred to rent. Da, 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 da. I'm like, bro, I'm only charging like one fifty, so feel me and he was like nah so i was like all right so i started renting stuff from guitar center and got my money up and i was like yo are you selling anything and he was like yeah i'll just sell you my i was like all right cool because he was like he's getting a bigger pair like in a few weeks so i was like all right yeah. cool i bought it from him and i started working like started promoting myself sending people my flyers everybody reposted my flyers then that summer like my name just got up and up and up and up because i was already like good with like meeting people and knowing people and being good energy yeah so like when i posted that i was a dj everybody was just on it like they was like oh snap we got um tony's a dj now so they're like oh yeah let me just repost it everybody's showing love and then a lot of people adding me on snapchat yeah is ridiculous yeah, yeah i know yeah this man you. has two snapchats <laughs> because he can't even have all these yeah. people on one I, I never know what to tag him in so i know that for a fact and actually on your instagram you had something it was like guess how many people and i think i guessed 500 and you started <laughs> laughing you were like oh, a lot more than that yeah i know i was like damn but i was but that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. Like, you are really killing it out here. And you're doing so much. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, too. Um, yeah. Another question I wanted to ask you, though, is um, who are your biggest influencers? Whether it was, like, an artist or DJ. Who influenced you well, to actually, like, want to do all of these things? Well, I don't have an influence in DJing. Okay. Like, I never, like, um, like, Danger, like, he helped me. Like over time, like he, I, he became my mentor. Like as He's I was, first like, person, as I already, I make my controller. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like I had my foundation right, and then I met Danger, and then he just like, like taught me how to be more versatile. And then it just was like, you know what? Now I became more versatile, and now it's like I'm doing all these different things, and I can do all these different things. I just haven't been put in that position. He was the only person that put me from hip hop scene to a like more of a top 40 scene and then when i got to that top 40 scene i started playing rock and roll and stuff like that it was like dang like i didn't know i could do that now nah, i knew all the music you know i knew all the music i was just like damn i'm gonna get them lit and he's so gonna I just started scratching. going yeah. I need to start learning my scratching transitions exactly. that's still what i'm trying to do right now but yeah. I, you know i keep practicing yeah, it's hard it's a lot of work it is a lot of work. and, our, and especially the when you got nails because girls got nails so 
It's like hard. I look at you. I uh, know. I'm actually. I want to practice after. You know when you press some buttons. When you press some buttons, it's like your nail probably be hitting up the thing. Try doing it with a Newmark party mixer, and it's yeah, like literally the size of a laptop, and you yeah, can't yeah. scratch. Oh my god, it was so hard. I was like, I need to upgrade. I can't do this, and the buttons yeah, were all no. plastic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nah, I'd be like that sometimes. Get all of this. You gotta start somewhere though. You have yeah. to, absolutely. That's why I was I was blessed to get it because honestly, I it sat there it sat for a good two years before I actually picked it up because yeah. my hard drive actually broke three times and I'm like, you know what? If I don't have the crates, I don't have my music on my hard drive, I'm not doing it. But yeah. then like, you know, corona happened and I was like, you know what, it's time. You know, mm-hmm. I know my music. I just got to get everything together and really work at it. So yeah, I'm in the same focus. position. We all have to start somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching you for a long time. Yeah, and I also want to get into a little bit more personal questions before we talk mm-hmm. about more DJing. And we mm-hmm. talk about your music because he's also an artist. Um, but... So, uh, I've seen firsthand what you do. I've seen you guest DJ at Nappers. Um, I've attended your Tone Party. Island parties, which are wild. Wild, yeah. by the way. Thank um, you. If you haven't seen any footage, go to the Tone Island uh, Instagram. Tone His parties party. get beyond lit. Um, I think, didn't you have one where Pop Smoke was there, too? Um. See, I didn't have that. It was... um. My friend's party, Your actually. Your friend's party. Yeah. So, uh, with him. Or, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so I DJed. I DJed the event. It was Fabio concert. And then he came as a special guest, but nobody knew he was coming. He just oh, came. Oh, yeah. that's dope. That's, I actually wanted to ask you, what can we expect for the people that have never been? What can people expect when they go to your parties? What kind of parties have you ran? Um, where could uh, they find, like, when the world opens back up, where could they find you? Where do you DJ uh, out of? Where, well, um, the future isn't playing. So um, I'm going to just say it like this. Like, uh, I'm trying to go out of state and... I'm trying to start a new party scene, like, beyond Long Island. Like, okay. what I want to do is eventually, like, start doing um, USA tours. You know, like, um, start going to different colleges around the whole entire, you know, you know, like, the United States. And, like, start traveling more and get to know more people and have, like, a larger audience, you know. Yeah. So, I don't want to just be, like, the guy that's, like, just throwing parties in Long Island. Like, I want to be more of, like, a you versatile, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to go global. Um, I'm trying to hit Australia soon, Ooh. you know. Yeah, I love Australia. I'm not gonna front. Really? Oh, it's yeah. I met this girl. I met this girl. Um, on this app, and she told me all about Australia, and I was like, "Wow!" Like she told me everything, like from from the animals, videos for yeah, from the animals to the clubs to the the landscapes to everything, like the everything, like the view of everything, things you can do. I was like, "Wow!" Like I feel like if I would go there, I would enjoy it. Yeah. That's going to be awesome, though. And definitely going global, like, Mm -hmm. you know, expanding from Long Island. Like, we can only stay on Mm -hmm. Long Island for so long. I I say this all the time. 
Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to box part. myself in. I don't want to be stuck here for the rest of my life. But yeah, you know. I mean, we all have to start somewhere. We had yeah. to build our names. We had to build our brand. And now is the time we get to expand. So, mm -hmm. you know, doing interviews and, you know, doing your music videos, people are going to actually see they want to, uh, when the world opens back up, everybody's going to literally DJ be looking at our Instagrams, our Facebooks. Yeah. They're going to see the what we've been doing during podcast. this corona. Like, yeah. have you been busy? Have you been working? And you have been doing all of that. This yeah, is the you. number one kid who's got, like, the best promos at yeah. all times when it comes to, to everything. events, I love promotion. flyers. Yeah. I remember actually one of my favorite ones was when you were in, um, I guess, your college and you brought yeah. in the sparklers and stuff like that. I was oh, like, yeah. I saw he it. had the balls to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that that was one of my favorite. That was actually like kind of what everybody was scared, though. What got what made me notice you after the fact that like I had met you at Nap or something? Like, mm -hmm. No shit, that was dope though. Yeah, I like that. You. And he still continues to make flyers and you know yeah. promos like that. So definitely tune into what he's got going on. Yeah. I also want to date back a little bit because speaking of Corona and things that have happened. Um, now going back to March of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I want you to explain how, um, the pandemic has affected your work and what you've been doing, um, and also what you've been keeping up with as far as branding, audience, building more. What have you been doing this Corona? So building wise, um, well, affect, affection. Let me say like, uh, how it affected me. So at first... Um, you know, I was gonna throw another party, St. Patrick's Day, and then everybody was like, No, don't do it. Not everybody, but it was like three, four people. But I let those people get to my head like really bad because they was like, I'm telling the cops, they was like, You're gonna go to jail, you're gonna do this, you're a messed up person, all you care about is money. I was like, Yo, I'm just trying to have fun, you know, yeah. not even about the money situation. So I was like, You know what? Nah, I'm not doing it. I said, You know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not having a party. Nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so. After I told myself, you know, nah, I'm not doing it. That's when, um, that's when I was like, you know what? Let me just stay in my house. Let me quarantine. Okay, let me just do that. So I stayed home, looking at four walls. And I'm just like, what do I do now? My life was partying, mm -hmm. but I felt like hello, me too. Yeah, exactly. So what I felt was, you know, now it's like you go from one one talent and it's like you have all these different talents that you can do anything you want so why just stick with why did you have like my mindset of 2020 was i'm gonna throw the craziest parties i'm gonna throw the best parties in the world that's what i'm gonna do i don't care what anybody says but it was bigger than that and i knew i wasn't gonna like blow up off of parties yeah like you can't physically blow up like unless you're like you're the holding a mic in front of the party and saying i'm dj tone you're not blowing up off of a party you know yeah. and that's you know that's not what happens so it's good to have video footage of a party being lit but you're not gonna blow up off of a party so what i thought was i was like all right now it's time to take a different route what do i do now all right um and then when i well actually i didn't even think about that yet i was in depression for two weeks because okay. I didn't know what to do so I was like eating chips eating I'm telling you like I probably was eating like the worst stuff like I'm talking about like just eating everything just had snacks in my room like I totally 
I literally started drinking yeah. more during Corona because what yeah. else do we have to do? Exactly. And I was just sitting in my room playing video games. I'm talking about all day. Like, didn't touch nothing else. Video games, wasn't doing no DJ tone work. I didn't post on IG for like two weeks. I was like, yeah. what do I do? Like, I'm wasting my time. And then I just thought to myself, I'm like, what? what's going to happen when I leave? Like, what's going to happen when the world opens back up again? And then, like, I haven't been doing nothing. And I haven't been growing my audience more. Yeah. So then I started looking at, um, I started going online. When I seen that everybody was on TikTok, so I'm like, TikTok? I'm like, nah, nah. I said, nah. I started looking at all these TikToks. I'm like, wow, I could do that. I would, that 10 million likes, I could do that. And I was like, I could do that. I could do that. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I was in my room all day just making TikToks. Boom, that was one. That's That was the first start. Then after that, my dad kept sending me videos of different DJs going live and just having like a lot of viewers so i'm like everybody's home right now so they're going to watch your live like they need something to do so i was like all right bet so i promoted my first ig live and i think that's when you was on it right yeah i was one. going to I talk think, about that yeah. we were running twerk parties yeah literally yeah we had like a twerk contest and all of that i still never got my backpack mister <laughs> i got it i got it so. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, I'll get it, it eventually. But no, like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, I was going to talk to you about, like, um, you know, yeah. during Corona, it was very hard for you to have parties, and, yeah. let alone DJs, you know, working in the bars yeah. and all of that. And Tone was literally, like, every Friday running an Instagram live yeah. where he was DJing. I, ha I still have video footage. I actually posted up the twerk footage today. <laughs> No I posted it on Instagram, like throwback. But um, yeah, that was another big thing that you were doing. Um, what mm -hmm. else have you been doing during Corona? Um, um during quarantine, I was planning on like, how am I gonna go about my next move? Like, what am I gonna do? So I I just thought TikTok, um, lives, and then I was like, what else? What else? There has to be something else, and I couldn't figure out anything else. So I just kept doing these two kept doing these two eventually my tiktok blew and i had a viral video on tiktok and then um because the beach is open and i made a video about the beach and i had like 100k and then i had a and then one of my lives hit 100 um viewers and then the black lives matter movement happened i was like that's the next thing we're gonna actually talk yeah about. literally so i was like all right so People don't think that, like, people think that I haven't been about, like, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. But, like, when I was doing gospel rap and all of that, um, I made a song dedicated to Black Lives Matter, and it was called Color Nights. So, I still have the video footage on my Facebook right now. Like, it's still on my Facebook. Like, you go on Tony Blackman, like, on my Facebook. I'm actually on your Facebook, because I was going to play the yeah. clip um, mm -hmm. where you were talking at the Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Um... But I, I would definitely check that out in a minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I was actually going to ask you. So like um, June 1st was mm -hmm. when you went to the first one. And that's actually yeah. what uh, got me involved. You you being there and like seeing you on the news and like hearing mm -hmm. what you had to say, that actually influenced me to actually message you and be like, yo, how do I get involved? Let me know. So I want to thank you for that, number one, yeah, because no you kind of opened up my eyes a little bit more more to what i already knew what was going on in the world yeah. but now it actually gave me a step up to hey go out there and you know Support. fight for what you believe yeah. in so exactly. 
Now, he did the first night. Explain to them what happened the first night in Shirley when you went to um, the protest. All right, so I got a lot of backlash from the second night. But the first night, um, well, the first, I'm going to say that day. I'm going to say the day first. So the day I had a, I had my own, um, I promoted somebody else's um, protest. And I was like the guy that was like promoting it. Was crazy. that the Smithtown one? No, it was Patchogue. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was Patchogue and I was promoting it. And um, everybody kept texting me like, where are you? Where are you? So I just came. Cause I was just promoting it at first. And I was like, I'm gonna come, but like, dang, like I want me to come. So I just came, and I seen that was like a hundred people. I'm like, where did all these people come from? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. So I'm there. We're all like, I'm in the back, and I'm just like, why am I in the back? I'm yeah. like, there's no reason why to be in the back. Front. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Number one, like I'm fighting for like my color people, and at that, and then I'm like, secondly, it's like people want me to be like that speaker you know what i mean yeah. like when you, when you promote and you're like oh yeah black lives matter it's like where's your voice at like what do you have to say for yourself you know so i went to the front and um and the, the family that um that organized the event like they was like oh hey how you doing like you know what's going on and um i was just there in the front like you know just screaming screaming and like everybody's just chanting like black lives matter black lives matter and, like going just saying all these different things right yeah and then um I start like hyping everybody up because like I use like from DJing I just know how to like get people to like you know come Amp together. But so when people was like Black Lives Matter, I was like what Black Lives Matter? What I was like you know bring everybody together like let's go say it louder like louder louder and then there was cars passing by like just heating and stuff like that just looking at us spicy. I'm like nah you know what say it louder like you see how they're looking at us. I'm just like hyping them up and then the guy was like here take the megaphone and I was like the megaphone. I got. Oh my god, no problem. And I was like, nah. I was like, you know what? I don't even need this. I started yelling. Like, I was yelling. Like, I didn't have no voice. And then, you know, I left. And I'm not going to front. Like, it was emotional. But I didn't know it was emotional. But, like, just being out there, I felt like I was going to die. Like, I felt like somebody was going to drive their car along the, the sidewalk and just boom. Like, I, yeah. thought, I thought I was going to die. I'm not going to front. And I was right in the front. So, I was like, you know what? I'm risking my life right now. Like, to fight for my people so i just felt like dang like this is how martin luther king felt when he had like millions of eyes on him like trying to figure out like what he was gonna do and was he gonna accomplish his mission so i was like you know what um i got done with it i left a little bit early i went in my car i was like dang that that was a lot you know i went in my car then i went home and when i went home i sat here and i was just like dang like that was a lot like it took a lot of like out of me because I was just scared. I was on my toes. Especially my we toes. were in a sum yeah. we were in the summer. It was hot as yeah. hell while this was going yeah. on. Yeah. And I was scared, you know. And then I was like, you know what? Mm. I was like, you know, I can't be scared. So I called my boy Mike and I'm talking to him about it. Cause like he was in Turkey at the time. So I'm just talking to him about it, just telling him how the experience was and how what I went through and everything. I just start bust out crying. And I didn't know why I was crying, but I was just crying. I was like, he was like, bro, why are you crying? I'm like, bro, like, I I don't know. Like, something in, like, it Something it hurt. came yeah. over me, man. Yeah, it was just something that just hit me, like, dead in my heart. And I'm just like, damn, like. And I was like, you know what? Bro, I got to go back outside. And I seen people um yeah. posting about Shirley. They was like, yeah, Shirley protest still going on right now. Shirley protest. Protest and I'm like, I got to go back outside, bro. 
And he was like, do what you got to do. And I was like, all right. I went outside. Um, I went there, parked my car, like, at the, the spot. Went to the middle of the intersection. They were blocking off the intersection. I'm standing with my people. Everybody just, like, I didn't know that they was jumping on cop cars and stuff like that. I didn't know all of that. Oh, I, was like, I didn't even on? know that either. Yeah, I didn't know either. So I'm there fighting with them where Channing and stuff like that were walking to the precinct because I forgot they had, um, they tried to do a decoy. You know how everybody was trying to get the cops to like take a knee? Yes. So they was asking the cops to take a knee. And the one cop that took a knee wasn't a cop. He was a park ranger. So they no felt way. disrespected. They was like, oh, word, that's how you feel? They was like, all right, cool, no problem. So so that's why night number two got a little crazy. Literally. literally. Okay. Well, no, no, that's why night one got out oh, of hand. night one. Yeah. So then after that, um, we walked down to the precinct. And you know, you seen that video when everybody was holding hands and stuff like that? Yes. Walking down. That's when we started walking down to the precinct. They blocked us off, like, after we walked, like, a mile. They blocked us off and was like, you're not going anywhere. And then everybody was yelling. And then my boy, Day Day, pulled up. And then he was Daquan Wilson. He pulled up. And he was like, you can't fucking do this. Like, I've been getting, like, um, he was like, you guys been trying to take my voice away from me my whole entire life. Like, I'm not doing this no more. But, like, he got in trouble with the cops a few times. But, like, cops literally tried to, like, kill him for no reason. Like, you know? Oh so he felt it, too. Like, in his heart, he felt yeah. it. I, you know, I had situations with the cop, like, with cops, like, earlier in my life, so I felt it, even when driving, like, I felt it, so I'm like, yeah, I feel his pain, you know, so I'm sitting there behind him, like, telling him, like, keep going, keep going, like, I'm hyping him up, I'm like, yo, keep talking, keep going, and then he starts talking because they push a pregnant lady down on the floor. So, <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, and the cops, you know, the cops don't, they get away yeah, with and everything. and they're not gonna put it in the news either. Exactly. They're not gonna put it in the news, they're not gonna, they get away with everything, they're the biggest gang in the world, so... They pushed her down, and I, as soon as they pushed her down, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like that just opened my brain. I'm like, "Yo, this is why we're fighting." Mm -hmm. Like I knew why we were fighting, but I'm like, "This is the real reason why we're fighting." Like this is the spark to what what we're about to do. So she fell, and her cousin um, rushed at the cop. They threw him on the ground, arrested him, and then somebody else went to go help him, and then they threw him down, arrested him, and they had, like, 30 police officers in the line holding arms, like, not holding arms, but, like, with shields, like, shields on their mask and, like, just standing, standing strong. So, my friend Daquan, he goes up to the cop, just talking and shit into the cop's face and whatever, and then they try to pull him, and then it was, like, nah, and then we, we, like, everybody pulled him back, ran him away, and we were like, yo... We just got to come back tomorrow. We had like 10 people with us at that yeah. point. So, actually, I want to play the clips. So, yeah. he was on News 12. Mm -hmm. um, I do, I had two clips. I have one right here. This is one of the ones that you were speaking at in Shirley. Right yeah. I understand that there's a lot going on right now, and yes, it does look like a bad situation right now. But we have to make a stand and we have to let everybody know why we're here. And we're not here for the wrong reason. I know things got bad, I know things went left, and it didn't, you know, plan out the right way. But we're here for one reason, and that's for unity. We're here because the cops won't they won't come to a mess with us and they will not unite with us. So once they unite with us, we will stop because that's what we want. That's our goal. And that's a fact right there. 
as an absolute because we were not out there to harm people during these protests we were not trying to you know harm the cops we weren't trying to harm anybody but there was a lot going on and a lot of rude messages too exactly we just wanted unity that was it and the other clip i wanted to play um let's see if i can get yeah right here um your news 12 Heard organizers say peace is their main message. I just want to spread peace throughout Long Island. You know, I'm going up and down Long Island. I've been talking in Shirley, I've been talking in Patchell. DJ Tone says he has organized three of these events in the last couple of weeks since the death of George Floyd, and the group says they have proven that they can spread their message peacefully. And I was actually at three of those events with you and they were probably the most peaceful amazing events after that like i feel like people actually you know heard what you were saying and that's why people were coming down and i also had noticed um you know the police officers were talking to you guys during you know you guys kind of built a relationship with the police officers as time went on when it came to the shirley protests yeah tell us a little bit about what you did for the shirley protests all right so over time we knew that like um me, Daquan, and my boy, and a few other guys, like, we all knew that, like, it wasn't going to go the right way. Like, we weren't going in the right direction by just yelling at the cops every single day. Like, it's not going to work. We have to find a way to, excuse me, bring everyone together, because that's what we want. Like, you you can't just be out here saying, fuck the police, and, like... All right, so you're saying, like, you're out here every day saying, fuck the police. You're saying, fuck the police, because the police don't treat you the same as everyone else. That's how you feel. So you're saying that because that's how you feel. So based off of that, you're like, all right, cool, fuck the police. What you really want is the police to be, is to treat you, you know, in the right way. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is through love and through peace and harmony. Yep. And the police, are like, they're scared. Like, they just feel some type of way towards black people. And that's 100%, like, whatever. Like, nobody cares. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, we have to go through that. And it's like, we watch, you know all these videos and we're like you know what like no fuck this cop fuck that cop fuck this cop fuck fuck that cop and it's like over time it's like people just get this mindset of just saying that word like only and they don't know what they really want Want. and that's what we really want you know yep people are just like they're too like focused on the hate than the love and i just didn't like that so what i did was i went up to the cops and i was like yo listen um, I had a meeting with them in the precinct, and I told them, I was like, yo, we're going to be outside every single day until you guys take that knee, either one, take a knee, or tell us that we're in unity, like, you know, that we're all, that you'll treat us the same as everybody else. And they was like, we can't do that. We can't mm-hmm. tell you that. Like, we can't. I'm like, okay. Well, so then we're going to we'll be outside, outside every day, yeah, closing off the, the parkway, like, you know, doing all of that until you guys could at least say that, you know, you support the Black Lives Matter movement. That's it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw I saw that they were talking to you guys, you know, they were very nice when they were around us. 
Um, I you were actually DJing in the pouring rain, which I thought was so dope. That was actually one of the most amazing days I think that I had there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he brought all his DJ equipment. Um, it was yeah. pouring rain. He set up a little tent and he was just playing everything that we needed to hear to lift spirits and you know be happy, but also fight for a cause because like this is a serious issue that's going on in the world and it's still going on it's it has not stopped just because the protests right now you don't see everybody outside all the time when it comes to black lives matter i mean we have we have the whole presidency stuff going on but this is still a fight that we are fighting for we have not stopped and um i w- actually wanted to touch base with you what are you still doing um if you are still doing anything are you just you know raising awareness um, um you made t-shirts i had seen no um you made your own t-shirt Lunar, all right so there's this um this company named um luna tko and they made shirts um saying like um if you're reading this black lives matter like if you're reading this don't shoot you know okay. like little things and i promoted that i was like you know what nah you know what um they gave me free stuff and all i had to do was like you know take pictures in it and promote yeah. it so i did that and um you know shout out to them they did their thing i'm not gonna take credit for that because that's not mine okay. but definitely like um the ig name is luna tko they have like fire black lives matter apparel definitely go check them out everybody Mm. but so yeah that's awesome and i'm so happy that you're doing this because you like i said you were the person who got me involved and you know that's when i started telling i actually was like tone you gotta come down to the smithtown one um we had what so we all brought everybody from shirley over to smithtown because Mm -hmm. um we have a little bit of a racist issue in smithtown and it it took me till that day to mm-hmm. actually realize how racist of a town town of town is it was so bad it was so horrible but we didn't let it stop us we still fought for a cause and we're still going to continue to fight but um i want to get into tone the artist so tone mm-hmm actually does rap he sings um he's got music out if you haven't heard his music he is on um apple music go check it out tell us a little bit about um how you started making music um what you what songs you put out um what we could expect from you because i think you did drop some new music yep all right so i dropped a song um february 15th called cold hearted um that's my first single of the year um, I have a song coming out with Live Like Davis um, pretty soon, probably like the towards the end of March, I'm thinking. Um, uh, after that, you know, I got a few more summer songs that I'm going to drop, but um, each song that I do, like, I'm going to have like a long, like, at least month to two month campaign behind it, you okay. know. I want to make sure that, like, each song is getting, like, the recognition it deserves, and, like, you know, I'm paying for marketing and, um, and all of that, so... You know, I'm just trying to make sure that my song, like, gets to where it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the goal right now. I actually posted up today, again, the twerk video I did for you, like, last year with City Boy, uh, the City Boy song. Yeah, City Boy Love. Yeah. I still love that. I still love that song. Yeah. I still love love that that song. song. What's your new song called? Um, Cold Hearted. Cold Hearted. Okay. And I'm actually going to, I I think you sent it to me. I'm going to put it in this footage. 
um, this podcast episode. Um, do you have any business ventures going on right now? What do you mean by that? Like, like um, aside from like your music and your DJing, like, um, do you have any? I see. Well, I don't know if it's a business venture for you, but I see you do a lot of things with like um, exotic snacks. Oh, 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 like um, like I've, like um, ambassador stuff. Like yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So I'm like. I'm not claiming it because it's not like set in stone, but um, I'm working my way up to be a brand ambassador for Exotic Snacks. But right now, I'm just working like as a brother, you know what I mean? Okay. Like just helping him out. But um, that's my goal. Check that place out. Yeah, that's my goal right now is to be like the head brand ambassador for Exotic Snacks. I want to be like the face because it's like a Long Island thing. So I feel I like I think you will. Yeah, and hopefully one day we can um, make my own drink. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about it. So we can sell that like um, in different locations as well. You know, I'm trying to do that. Um, also, um, I've been working with them. Um, there's this um, this um, marijuana company in Cali that I've been doing promotion for. Okay. So I'm going out to Cali um, in February, like a month from now. Yeah. Very nice. You're gonna have to keep me updated with that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get out there too. In Florida, um, I have connections in Florida as well, so I'm just trying to hit every like club, you know, state right now. That's the way to do it. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta be seen, especially Mm -hmm. in the club settings. You know, if you can hop on those booths, show them what you got, and then you know you'll kill it because I already know you will. Mm -hmm. But you know, you just gotta get out there and network, and don't be afraid to you know go up to people and be like, hey. You know, I'm a DJ. Let me show you what I got because it'll it will take you far, and it already it already hasn't taken you far. So yeah. I wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Is there anything we can expect from DJ Tone from 2021? Um, or years to come? Um, what would more, what, more success, more money? I'm thinking. Um, I want to be. Um. You know, a tick, a big TikTok influencer. So I'm trying to be like TikTok famous pretty soon. Good, you so can help hard, me with like, that every, because every I day. just started learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we can collab on one day. Let's do pretty it. Soon. Yeah, because I've been doing like a lot of content with a lot of people. So okay, yeah, yeah I'm definitely down. Soon, let me know. Yeah, I just uh, start. I well, I actually got kicked off TikTok twice for um my twerk videos. So this is my third you account. Got they deleted my account twice. Um, so this is now my third account. They don't oh, like twerk nah. videos, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, it all depends on like what you're wearing. Like if it's too much skin, they'll take it down. So yeah, yeah they flaked me a bunch of times, deleted my yeah, stuff. But now I'm keeping it. Better, but it's harder to go viral. Content perfect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm building. But I would definitely love to use your help and collab with you with that. Um, definitely. If you could give any advice to people that are trying to do what you're doing, what would Mm -hmm. you give them? Um, and what lane? Uh, DJing, music, anything that DJ Tone's got going on. If somebody wanted to be DJ Tone, what could, what advice could you give them? Um, um, if they wanted to be just like you. I would say, I would say, honestly... Like, 
If somebody, I mean, to be like me, I feel like you have to walk in my shoes. You feel me? Like you have to live mm-hmm. with me. Every, you have to learn, like sit with me every day, like understand what I go through every day, and see why my mindset is the mindset that I have now. But I'll say this, you know, um, I feel like in order to find your um, find your goal in life and like become successful and do stuff like that, I feel like you need to really like sit down and have a one on one with yourself whether you're like praying or meditating or anything like i hit different lanes in my life where like i went from DJ being K- very spiritual K- with like hamzas and evil lives and spiritual stuff podcast. going back to god you know like and learning about the bible and stuff like that so i've been like in between two realms so yeah. i had to figure out what i wanted in life and where i wanted to be and um when i figured that out and i figured out like where i wanted to be that's when i was like you know when now i feel myself rising and not falling back down because yeah i feel like at certain points when you first start off in your career you feel like you know this might be something for you and then you have that one thing that makes you feel like you know you know you're not going for like far in life and then you're like you know what nah let me go back down but that's really just you know um your insecurities and the devil trying to like poke at you and tell you like yeah you can't do it you can't do it but I changed my mindset to think when someone tells me I can't do something, I, I got to do it now. You know, yep. when my mind tells me, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Like now I got to think like, yeah, you can do that. You know, Absolutely. so every time I'm sitting in my bed and I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't get up right now. You can't wake up right now at 930 and go outside and go to the gym and go run and do this. I'm like, all right. I jump out my bed, throw yeah. my pants. Like I'm just like, you know what? Nah, because you like you'll think like wow like someone's telling me this in my head but nah it's just like those negative it's negative energy and negative thoughts trying to overrule you and it's like you know you got to get over that you got to step over that and like you know um you know just go forward in life you know yeah so i feel like in order to in any lane that you're in just don't stop you know because somebody like somebody that like starts one day like they might start a business that might one day be you know somebody told me this the other day they said and you, there's different, Rappy told me this, he's the head owner of um, Exotic Snacks. He said, there's different versions of you. There's the $100 version of you, there's the $1,000 version of you, there's the million dollar version of you, and then there's the billion dollar version of you. There's different versions of you. You just have to figure out how to get to each one. And Ooh. as you get to each one, it's like, um, you're going to hit different aspects in your life. And each time you hit that, that number is like a different version of you happens, you know? So I feel like from last year to now, it's like, you might have a thousand dollar version. You went from a hundred dollar version of you to a thousand dollar version of you just because of how much you learn and how fast you learn how to like get more money. Like, even though you might be doing dumb things with your money, you never know. But, um, the more you learn how to, uh, attract money and learn how to get more money, that's like a different version of you. You know, because there's like people like Jay-Z that know how to make a million dollars in one day. You know what I mean? Like he knows how to how to set up a a meeting. P. Diddy knows how to set up Mm -hmm. a meeting where he can get an endorsement deal for a year and make racks millions you know yep. so he has like different incomes and now he's almost a billionaire jay-z's a billionaire first hip-hop billionaire you know absolutely so, you know you have to learn you know we all go through it. We all go through trials. I mean, yeah. I literally had, I mean, 2019 was like my turning point. I was like, mm-hmm. screw all this. I'm done. Yeah, I, know. I was just talking about this today. And then I it was yeah. like, literally the next day, 
mm-hmm. all this music stuff was like literally just like it came to me and I was like, oh, this is something I just have to run with. And it literally took off. And then I kind of got a little discouraged uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, and I was just like overworking myself. And I needed to take a step back from social media. Like I literally turned off my phone. Something made me go grab my Bible. Something mm-hmm. made me go buy incense and like sage. And I tell you that day was life changing for me and now i'm just like i'm so focused i know what i have to do so like i agree with you when it comes to that because like sometimes we do need to like take a step back and like look at ourselves before we keep going because we're gonna fry ourselves at the end of the day if we don't and we're just mentally not gonna be okay but i'm so happy we got to do this interview today tell everybody where they could find you um all your instagram handles your music everything Um, so my instagram you can find me at dj tone underscore experience um twitter dj tone underscore x um snapchat the prince of li uh, TikTok, the king of LI. You know, I'm I'm trying to jack each one, but at the same He's time, like, I gotta keep rising. You know. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, that's really it so far. Well, thank you, DJ yeah. Tone. Thank you for uh-huh. um, coming on the Queen of the Trap podcast, uh, and I hope to have me. you on here again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. With DJ K Dev, host of the Queen of the Trap podcast. Queen of the Trap podcast. Tap in.